0: Oscar Wilde wrote, Memory is a diary we all carry about with us. And this is particularly relevant to my role. My name is Maria McGahan and I'm Service Improvement Lead for Dementia for Hospitals Across Our Trust. And this is a day in my shoes. My role is to work with people with dementia to try and help give them the best experience we can while they're here in our hospitals, to try and support their loved ones and to support staff with how best to care for people with dementia. There are numerous aspects to this work but in this short summary I've chosen a few central themes. By far one of the best projects I've led has been the introduction of Dementia Companions to the Trust. The role of the companions is to provide holistic person-centric care to people with dementia within the ward and I have to say I'm extremely lucky with each of the companions that are in post as they have their own unique skills which they've brought to the role. Elaine has a real interest in developing the role, in implementing new processes and designing training for staff. Carmel is our community link worker and has been reaching out to local schools as we develop social models of integration. Mary is an unbelievably creative person and constantly thinks outside the box at ways in which to support people with dementia. She's currently leading a project to create a memory garden in South Rhone Hospital which is funded by Green Spaces and working with our Promoting Health and Wellbeing team to forge links with the community and voluntary sector. The role of the companion is to focus on what the person with dementia can do, not on what they have lost. They focus on how the person feels, not what they remember. Dementia is caused when the brain is damaged by disease. Dementia is an umbrella term really for any progressive change in thinking abilities like memory or language or vision. And because of this progressive loss of brain cells, it affects everyone differently because it depends on which brain cells are lost first. And sadly, there are many myths attached to dementia. People sometimes believe that when you have dementia, your brain stops working. And that simply is not true. One of our dementia companions, Michelle, has been working with a gentleman in non-acute who was struggling with mobility. And after her involvement, there was a marked improvement in his ability to engage in rehabilitation. It's so important to tune into the individuality of the person. And for the companions to use their knowledge to make hospital life more meaningful and less frightening for the person that they are supporting. As you know, there is no cure for dementia. But the type of reminiscence therapy that the companions do with the people they work with is highly effective. People living with dementia who may have problems with their short-term memory often find it easier to remember things about their past. And reminiscence draws on this strength by supporting people to share their life experiences, stories and memories and ultimately this can improve mood, well-being and quality of life. Another companion is a gifted musician, and if you walk into Ward 2 in Lurgan Hospital on any day, you will hear iron on the accordion or playing the violin. There are huge benefits to music therapy for people with dementia, and music's been proven to widely stimulate many parts of the brain, and it's this type of bass practice that we wish to embed further across the Trust. Our dementia companion Andrea in Lurgan Hospital told me the most beautiful story the other day. She was working with a gentleman who could no longer communicate verbally as a consequence of his dementia. Andrea contacted the gentleman's daughter to complete a This Is Me document, during which Andrea learned all about his love of music, his history of singing in choirs, and his daughter told Andrea about his favourite hymn, How Great Thou Art. His daughter, who was unable to visit the ward due to restrictions, told Andrea how relieved she felt, knowing that someone like Andrea was there when she could not be. To engage with the gentleman, Andrea spoke to Aaron who came to the ward and played How Great Thou Art on the violin. Andrea said she cried, the gentleman cried and the whole ward cried as they sang together. I mention these stories to illustrate to anyone listening who may be struggling to work with someone in their car with dementia to never give up on that person. Their memory circuit may be affected, but they will always know how someone makes them feel. And I'm so glad to have been given this opportunity to speak about the Companions, to share these narratives, which demonstrates the wonderful work they're all doing, and to thank them from the bottom of my heart for all that they do. One of the challenges at the moment is limited resources. Ideally, I would love to have a dementia companion on every ward in the Trust, but this is something I'm working towards. I'm constantly asking the companions for data as I need to prove the impact they are having, but this can be tricky. How do you capture kindness? Compassion? Going over and above in your role? How do I do the companions justice? Or is it okay that I know that this work is being done? Is that enough? I only returned from maternity leave in April and since then my focus has been for the dementia companion team to be as responsive and coordinated and supportive as possible after what's been an extremely difficult time as we navigate through COVID. To support the team, I ensure a protected time each month for growth and creativity. Helen Bevan, Chief Transformation Officer in NHS Horizons, speaks of the importance of high psychological safety and how this is positively linked to team for- performance. And my wish is to create this strong foundation within our team. How do we emerge from this crisis and find our feet? How do we resume normal business and to be honest making changes during this time can be difficult trying to improve services but how i deal with that is controlling what i can control and trying not to constantly look at what we've lost but finding new ways of doing things upon returning to work one of the things that i made a priority was hearing the experiences of people with dementia and i've been so lucky to have had the opportunity to work with dementia and i The members have been so giving of their time and really guiding me in what matters most to them. They recently consulted with some of our senior managers on the redesign of Ward 3 North and their feedback has been invaluable. One member shared his experience with me about coming into one of our hospitals and not being believed that he had dementia, told he is too young. As shocking and upsetting as this was for me to hear, It's essential that we do hear these stories, these experiences from the people who matter most. But you know what's even more inspiring, is that the members want to be involved in training the staff going forward, to support staff to learn from these situations, and who better for staff to learn about dementia from, than the people who really understand it, the people who live with it. Staff need to be trained adequately, and given the confidence and freedom to work for the patients. And be able to challenge and ask for support as they need it. That is the only way we'll be able to make real change and real improvements. A large part of my job is spent researching best practice, writing reports and conducting audits. My job is funded by the department so I'm responsible for updating them on the performance of different initiatives that are going on across the hospital. Often there can be conflict between departmental and organisational priorities and I constantly have to find a balance. For example, delirium does not strictly fall within my remit, but it's an unmet need within our trust and has become something I'm very invested in. I'm part of a regional group and I love having this well-established network across trust to share ideas, advice and expertise. It's impossible to do things alone and it's so important to understand how our our organisation operates and how our influence spreads. And I love connecting our service to other teams and working with like-minded people to achieve the best results for people with dementia. An area I'm very passionate about is digital accessibility for people with dementia. Over the past few months I've been working with Aidan McCabe from Empire, who's even more focused on digital technology than I am. We work together to secure funding for a system called RIDA, Reminiscence Interactive Therapy and Activities. And we'll also be identifying people in the hospital who can take iPads home to trial in the community with pre-programmed dementia apps for them to test at home. When showing Rita to dementia NI members, they thought it was fantastic, but they made it clear they did not want to see it in one or two hospitals in Northern Ireland and not the rest. And we know this occurs across our health and social care system, that although pockets of excellence exist, these are not necessarily shared. So this inspired me to apply for funding from our regulatory body, QIA. I needed the backing of all quality improvement heads of service across each of the five trusts. And I'm proud to say that our proposal won, and that I'm now leading a project with my colleague Tracy Kane from the Southeastern Trust, where four out of the five trusts will have a radar system in place. And working closely with our own quality improvement team on this project has taught me the importance of spreadable change, engaging staff, and the greatness of collaboration. One of the things I was asked to talk about today is the things that I do that are not strictly in my job role. And I suppose a challenge that we all face at the moment is the unrelenting pressures and how reactive things are at the moment. The way in which ward staff constantly have to restructure wards and respond to differing pressures amazes me. During the summer I returned to work in the control room and I suppose I want to talk about it today as working in the control room is exciting but relentless, and everyone does what they can despite the constraints of interorganizational issues. Groucho Marx said, A hospital bed is a parked taxi with the meter running, and I love this quote, as it resonates with me on a number of levels, but flow is not just about ED waiting times, medical takes and delayed transfers occur. it's about the whole system. But this system, our system, is incredibly complex. There are so many interdependencies between everyone and everything involved in patient care. If acute does not work effectively with community and community does not support acute and the relationships become fraught and strained, the only person who really suffers is the person we are all there to care for. And one of the things I learned quickly working in the control room is the impact that I had in the community on flow throughout the hospitals. The importance to patient care of even one empty bed can make all the difference on a Friday, Saturday or Sunday night to both the patient needing that bed and the staff trying to juggle the bed pressures. And not only this, but a well-planned discharge also makes a huge difference to already swamped community teams. But how often do we learn this? How often do we sit back and actually learn to adapt our behaviours for the benefit of the system? It is so hard for professionals to cross a divide, but to improve patient flow around the system, we have to bridge that gap step-by-step step and take the patients with us. But I have seen from the success of Dementia Companions that any cross-organizational patient-driven service cannot be done on a rigid process. The system is too complicated, as are the patients, their families, and let's be honest, ourselves. So what's next for me? Well, the two main things I am focusing on are having a dementia companion on every ward and implementing the Johns campaign so families and loved ones of people with dementia have extended visiting rights within our hospitals. I often get asked how or why I do my job. And my response is simple. I was born in these hospitals. My three children were born in these hospitals. My grandparents were all cared for in these hospitals. If our hospitals don't work, then they don't work for the people I love and who matter most to me. We know how we do things has to change. We have the staff to do it, but real change has to come from all of us.